Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Hey y'all, Caroline Fossil here. We have a really exciting show today. We are going to talk about my healing update. It has been since September that I gave you a healing update of my journey, and we are overdue for a new healing update. So if you didn't hear the first one, it was posted September 29th of 2022. It's episode 39 of the All of You Whole podcast. I will link that show in the notes if you want to listen to that one first. Additionally, I think it would be really helpful if you listened to episode 43, which is called Best Ways to Lose Weight Naturally with Cynthia Mathis. Cynthia is my health coach, and she is who I am working with on this really targeted approach to both healing and weight loss. So here we go. My update is that I've got a lot of good things to tell you. So one of the first and really important things that I did with Cynthia was I did a GI map. So that initial GI map came back pretty much a struggle. I had some parasites. I had H. pylori that was pretty bad. It showed I was sensitive to gluten, which I knew. I had some pretty severe intestinal inflammation. So I had kind of a lot going on and my H. pylori was one of the biggest things that we were going to target because it's a pretty resistant bacteria and it takes lots and lots of rounds to heal it. And so I have great news that we did a lot of healing work on my gut over the last four months and... The way that we treated this H. pylori was with what Cynthia calls killers, which are essentially antibiotics that are natural and herb and nature-based, and then also binders. So what binders means is once that bacteria is dead, the binder actually binds to that bacteria, that dead bacteria, and takes it out of your body. So we essentially started with like these not very intense killers and binders, and we have revved up. So recently, I just did another follow-up GI map, and my gut is looking fantastic. So I'm really, really excited about that. It felt like the last four or five months have been worth it because as we know, and we've talked about on this podcast, the gut is connected to pretty much everything else in the body. So having a healthy gut is crucially important. Other than that, I've gone through Cynthia's process of flush and feed, and now I'm in a deficit. So I'm supposed to be in this weight loss portion of the process. And it has not worked. (laughs) 
I have not been losing weight. I think the last update I said I had lost eight pounds. I think total I've lost 10. So over the last few months, I have not been losing weight. And it's interesting because I'm taking all of my supplements that she's suggesting. I'm I'm eating the exact plans she's suggesting and all of these things and working out like she's suggesting and it's not currently working. And here's the deal, guys. I have been approaching this whole healing, health and wellness process from a point of wanting to figure out what was wrong. Like that has been my motivation from the beginning. For myself, I knew that I wanted to keep investigating until every lab work came back normal and then I would be able to rest and say, okay, so maybe I'm just... 10, 15, 20 pounds more than I want to be. So be it, then I'm happy and I can rest happy, right? And so through that process of really investigating root healing and root cause, I've experienced so much healing over the last four years. So I've done food sensitivity panels and avoided those foods for six months and a year. So that was really, really helpful for my gut. I've done a tremendous amount of gut healing through what I'm eating and supplementation. So that's been a huge thing. I have healed from chronic EBV. So I had mono in high school and again in college, which you're not really supposed to have it twice, but I had it twice. And I had really high elevated levels of EBV in my body, which signifies chronic EBV, and I got rid of my chronic EBV. So that's really great because that also is a precursor for so much later in life. So I wanted to get rid of that. I have had candida and got rid of that. I most recently got rid of H. pylori. We used similar killers and binders to get rid of any mold in my body because I think my childhood home had mold in it, so I wanted to get any mold out of my body. All of these things can be triggers for disease later in life. So I unfortunately had basically all of them and have really systematically kind of one by one gotten rid of these things. And so even though... I have been wanting to lose weight. I'm still so encouraged by the amount of healing, the sheer amount of healing that I have been experiencing. Additionally, on top of all of those root causes, I've also really been working on my thyroid. So I have a family history of Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. So I'm very aware of thyroid function in me and making sure that it's functioning optimally. And I got to a point a couple years ago where my TSH was way too high and I was on Armor thyroid medication. So now I'm officially off of that, which has been really lovely and really exciting. And so I'm currently managing my thyroid just using supplementation. So that's been really encouraging. And my my thyroid levels continue to be more in an optimal range. So that is all of that is great news. I'm getting rid of root causes, healing them one by one. My thyroid's functioning better, my adrenals are functioning better. And I'm hoping, I haven't done a test, the last thing is my cortisol was really extremely insanely high when I I started working with Cynthia. That was one thing that we test. We did a Dutch panel, a hormone test, and my cortisol was really high. I have not retested that yet, so I don't know how that's doing. But 
I'm here to talk about what I believe firmly is really the last piece or one of the last pieces, let's say, of my healing and wellness journey. And I'm excited to talk about it with you today. And we are going to talk to a dietitian from NutriSense soon on the podcast. And so we're going to have like a blood sugar theme here because I do think that it is so crucially important. So if you don't know how blood sugar works, let me give you a brief overview. So it's super simple. When we eat all of these foods at a meal, let's say, our body breaks down this food into sugar and it sends it into the blood. So that's how we get that blood sugar spike. So then insulin, which I'm sure you've heard of, helps move this sugar from from our blood, so our blood sugar, into our cells. So when sugar goes to our cells, it's either stored for later use or it's used as fuel for energy right away. So those are kind of the two options and that's how insulin works in our body. So unfortunately, insulin resistance plays a key role in most chronic diseases, honestly. So being insulin sensitive, meaning we're only using a little bit of insulin and it's working really well and keeping our blood sugar balanced. That's insulin sensitivity. So that's what you want. Insulin sensitivity is really hard to have considering the foods that we eat and our lifestyles that we're living. So when unfortunately our diets in America are full of all of these empty calories, we have all of these quickly absorbed sugars and carbohydrates. So we're eating tons of bread, tons of pasta, potatoes, rice, all of these starches that are so quickly absorbed into our body, turned into sugar. That is spiking our blood sugar so, so high, okay? And so what we want is balanced blood sugar. And so... Unfortunately for me, my blood sugar has been so high, well, higher than my liking. And when you have high blood sugar, it is super, super, super tough to keep weight off. Near impossible, let me say. Especially when you have my myriad of problems, which is really high cortisol, which kind of corresponds to this blood sugar equation. I have really high cortisol, really low testosterone, and now I'm learning that I have pretty high blood sugar. And I'm learning that because currently what I'm doing is I literally went to Walgreens and got the blood stick. You stick your finger, you have the blood glucose monitor. So I've been doing that, not all the time, but I typically do it when I wake up. And then I've been trying to also test two hours after a meal. So you wanna see what is my waking fasted blood glucose level. Additionally, what is it after a meal? Because you want to see not only what it what is my blood sugar like after fasting all night, but also what is my blood sugar like after consuming a meal. And the goal would be, number one, to have your levels in the morning in the 90s. Cynthia says hers are in the 80s, which would be fantastic and goals, right? And then also after a meal, you actually want your blood sugar to return back to your fasted level. So if I had a 94 when I woke up, I would want my two hours after a meal to be 94 again. Unfortunately, my levels have not been there. I'm gonna share some tips with you 
on the ways, the things that I have been doing that have been lowering my blood sugar and working, but not to the level that I want it to. But blood sugar is just such an interesting conversation because it factors into the larger conversation about metabolism in general. We've talked about metabolism on the podcast recently, but metabolism basically regulates a lot in your body, if not everything, right? It it regulates your sleep, your appetite, your weight, your energy levels. It it really factors into so many processes in the body. And so both blood sugar and metabolism are super, super important, especially because when you can get to a point where you're managing your blood sugar and your spikes aren't so high and you're keeping them really stable, which is the goal, it can help with weight loss and stress management. It can help obviously manage glucose regulation, hormone balance, fertility, self-esteem, sleep, energy. It can give you insight into your nutrition and what you should and shouldn't be eating. And so blood sugar is just a conversation that I think we will continue to have on this podcast. So some of the things that I have been doing to help manage blood sugar is there's a lot of different tips and one person I want to definitely point you to, her name is Glucose Goddess on Instagram. So at Glucose Goddess. She's fabulous. I love her tips. So here are some tips for managing your blood sugar, which I have been doing too. Number one, eat a protein-rich breakfast within an hour of waking. So hopefully you can do it within 30 minutes of waking. Ideally, within 30 minutes, an hour would be fine. Here's what that's going to do for you. So first of all, it needs to be really protein rich. We're talking 20 to 30 grams of protein. And if you don't get a really delicious, wonderful, wholesome, nutritious meal within 30 minutes to an hour of waking, unfortunately, instead, what happens is your body spikes your cortisol which raises your blood sugar to produce energy for your body. So that's not what we want. Of course, cortisol's highest in the morning lowers so that you can go to bed, but we don't want this insane cortisol spike and really high blood sugar within waking. So in order to curb that spike, you eat breakfast within 30 minutes to an hour of waking. Additionally, like you might have seen trends within intermittent fasting to eat coffee, to drink coffee and not eat breakfast. And this is like a recipe for disaster. And I did this. And I actually think this is one of the reasons that my cortisol is so high is I did intermittent fasting for a long time and was only drinking coffee, black coffee in the morning and not eating. Additional things to balance your blood sugar are... You can drink a tablespoon, work your way up to it, but a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in some water about 30 minutes before a meal. This aids in digestion and it has also just proven in studies to lower a blood sugar spike. So we're talking you eat a croissant and your blood sugar spikes X amount at really high. You do the apple cider vinegar, eat a croissant, your blood sugar spikes significantly less just with that one thing. Additionally, you can 
Any kind of exercise movement right after eating really helps stabilize your blood sugar. So I've been trying to, I eat breakfast and then I walk my kids to school. So it's about 15 minutes walking them to and from school. Or after lunch, I try to take another walk, walk around, do my exercise, whatever it is. So movement after eating helps your body use that blood sugar immediately And so the spike is less. And then the last tip that I'll share with you is not eating sweets and processed carbs or any carbohydrates on their own. So this is a huge tip for me that has been helpful is that I try to match a fat I try to match, I pretty much try to always eat protein. Like I'm eating protein all the time and I'll either eat protein and carb or protein and fat. And I try to, even with my snacks, I'm not just going to eat an apple. I'm going to eat an apple and some raw cheese. If I eat granola, I'm going to eat yogurt, really high protein yogurt and granola, right? So I'm pairing things together that helps limit the blood sugar spike. So those are some tips that I have been using and it has been helping my blood sugar. But the final piece of this conversation and the final piece of news that I want to share with you that I honestly am nervous to share, but here we go. Here we go for being brave, right? So when I got back my great lab work with my gut, like I'm almost there, almost healing my gut. I have a little more H. pylori to kill off but we are in, we're going in such a good direction. I came to my husband, Chaz, and I said, Chaz, here's the deal. We are at that point where I said that I would reevaluate if I got to a point that everything looked pretty good, but I still had some weight to lose, okay? And we're at that point. Like, everything's looking pretty good, but I still have some weight to lose. Cynthia suggested putting me on this medication called semaglutide, which I will talk about in a second. So I came to Chaz and I said, Chaz, what do you think? I really want your help, your opinion. You're a doctor, right? Like you have some knowledge in that noggin of yours. Should I just say to my say to myself, self, you this is where you stop. Like you are healed, you are fine. Maybe you're 20 pounds more than you want to be, but you are fine, right? Like you're healthy, your lab work's doing well, you're fine. Accept your body. This is the point where you stop and you say, okay, I love my body as is, I accept it, let's stop. And I thought he had a really, really interesting insight. He is like, the, you guys know, I love my husband so much. He's the best person on the planet. He said to me, Caroline, to me, it's not about what you look like. Like, if you look, if you weighed 300 pounds, more to love, right? Like, who cares? To me, it is about the long-term effects of being overweight. And he comes from this, like, orthopedic side, right, with the work that he does. So he's like, just the extra 20 pounds on your joints and bones the next 70 years, right? Like that, that would be problematic. So that's going to be a problem. And then additionally, he was like, Caroline, you do have pretty high blood sugar. And I do think it would be beneficial to figure out long-term for your health, for your, like for all diseases, honestly, high blood sugar is a precursor for most things, for higher inflammation, for heart disease, even Alzheimer's brain disease, diseases, all kinds of things. And he's like, I do think it would be beneficial for you to figure out ways to lower your blood sugar. You can go about that however you want. The semaglutide looks great. If you want to go the longer natural route, whatever you want to do, 
I, but I do think it would be beneficial. And I think this is the last piece of the puzzle. And so I felt like that was really good insight. And so I am starting next week, two things. I'm really excited about both. So number one, I became an affiliate for NutriSense. So that is a continual glucose monitor, meaning I get to put it on my arm and it is going to give me immediate all the time feedback about what is happening in my body. And it's so cool. I told you we're going to talk to a dietitian from NutriSense soon. And so stay tuned for that blog, for that podcast. But it's so cool because you wear the CGM, Continuous Glucose Monitor, for insights into how individual foods and meals affect your blood glucose response. So it monitors your levels 24-7. It's providing you with real-time glucose levels and your response to meals. It also, this is so cool because it's not just food that causes glucose changes. It also provides you with insight related to your fasting and your meal timing, your physical activity and exercise, your stress and sleep, your habits, your routine. It gives you all of this insight, which I think is so exciting. So I'm putting that on this week. And so I will have lots of information of how individual foods are affecting me and can that can help me use strategies that I get from the app to change my eating patterns and change what I'm eating and help stabilize my blood sugar. So I'm really excited about that. And then secondly, I am starting a medication. It's an injection called semaglutide. It was created and FDA approved to use for obesity and diabetes. So it's I'm really excited about it, mainly because what Cynthia told me was it essentially reteaches your body how to be insulin sensitive, okay? So it's stabilizing your blood sugar levels, but also when you wean off of it at the end of your treatment, which is typically nine months to a year for the clinic that I'm using, your body will have learned to be insulin sensitive again and will continue being insulin sensitive. So people on average in the studies on semaglutide lost approximately 15% to 18% of their weight. And they so they're losing a significant amount of weight, but also it's staying off. It is not a bounce back situation, which I was really worried about. It's really teaching your body that insulin sensitivity, and especially paired with the fact that I'm eating as essentially as clean as possible and exercising. I'm really doing all of the other pieces. I felt a little bit of me felt like I'm giving up. <laughs> <laughs> and there must be another way. But then Chaz reminded me that I have been doing this for four years. I've been trying to heal my body and lose weight for four years. It's been a really long time. I've put in more effort than I even knew was possible. And the last piece of the puzzle is blood sugar. And Chaz said to me, Caroline, you've always said you love the mixture of East and West. Like you're willing to use holistic functional practices and also Western medicine as needed. And it's needed. Like you need to help your body figure out your blood sugar again. And so I'm really excited to try this medication. It is a, it's just like in the skin injection, not intramuscular. So I will do that once a week, probably for nine months to a year. And yes, feel free to look into it. Cynthia Mathis, I will tag in the show notes, she is who I went through. She's an apprentice for this clinic. And so 
I'm really excited about this option for me. I really think it's the last piece of the puzzle for me. Thank you so much for listening to my latest update. I really can't wait for you to hear more from NutriSense. If you want to get a continuous glucose monitor, please be sure to check the show notes for the links to use and the coupon code to use. I think blood sugar affects so much and I think we owe it to ourselves to start paying more attention to our bodies. I can't wait to update you again in a few months how my healing journey is going. Thank you so much for being interested in me and my story and my healing and my life. And I hope that the things that I'm learning ultimately are helping you learn about your body, your health, and your wellness as well. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye.